Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Like I said, you got to get used to the balls coming out of the lights because when you're outside, you can kind of find the ball a little bit faster. So I already know right now I am not wearing a visor during the season because I could not find the ball all day today. But for the most part, getting used to the footing out here uh, to, with, uh, with the turf and things like that. So everything, every, everything went well. Can't wait to get it going um, Saturday when it's kind of count for something. There he is, Pat P, the legendary. And just to make this official here, this is Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. And Declan, we're going to throw away that old intro for the YouTube audience and give you this one here. Daily Vikings Entertainment, presented by Surly from the TCL Studios. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. We are officially now. We are just anything Surly wants us to do, basically. Whether it's Stone Cold Steve Austining. Some beers like Joe, we're just we're just here at their beck and call. It's gonna be a fun partnership throughout the next I don't year. know what you're talking about, Phil. There he is, rocking it right now. Um boys, Judd Zolgad on scorenorth.com oh boy. has a depth chart <laughs> update. Oh man. It is training camp Christmas morning oh, here, boys. <laughs> You have done, and yep. you've been out there I'm sort of scouting yep. video feeds yep. uh, of content. So, yeah, so what's the framework here? How are we setting this up? So I've been to every practice so far, but the majority of, of them until, or all of them until Saturday were, of course, at TCO. And so I'm on the field, and I'm shooting stuff for Dex, as opposed to our Twitter account and things like that. But it's hard to get a grasp of of exactly who's where consistently when when you're trying yeah. to when you're trying to uh, shoot the highlights and then also take notes. But Saturday, I was in the press box, so I had the the all twenty two view, the scouts view of things. Football. So let's just say that I took some copious Love notes. It. Three teams deep, boys. Three teams. I don't. Deep. Th- and I don't know if we need to like go through every. We like don't. I think you should. You I should got just some highlights give us, for like, you. What are your main? I got some highlights for yeah. you. But okay. but cool. so I got done. I went home. I sat down and I said, okay, I'm gonna do depth charts three deep, which you can find at scorenorth.com. But what can I enjoy it with? Because I don't want to just do the depth charts. Because you know what? What fun is that? Right. But when you have your favorite beer. Surly Furious, the IPA. Well, let's just say it's a lot more fun. So thanks to our presenting sponsor, 
I am as happy as I've been. Like, I haven't been this, and it's not because of sports. I haven't been this happy about something probably since I was about five. (laughs) Sorry, Don. The affiliation. Sorry, marriage. No, no, the the, the marriage is great. The marriage is fantastic. I love Dawn. I love her very much. She knows that. But until now, I don't think anybody knew. They thought, oh, Judge just likes to drink beer. Any old beer will do. That's not true. It's really furious. You do, um, you do. If I may get the tagline in now, enough settling in life. Crack open a surly furious and enjoy the IPA that revolutionized. That's right, revolutionized Minnesota craft beer. Don't settle, get surly football. And as somebody tweeted, the irony of Judd is that he's only not surly when he's talking about surly. Wow, that is deep irony. Yeah, deep is. irony. That was a good right point. There. I love it. That was a good point. I love it. But yes, yeah, so I have highlights for you. So I'm not going to go through quarterback Kirk Cousins, second quarterback. All right, number one. And I, I teased this um, with you boys on Purple After Dark last night, but I think it's worth talking about because I don't know what it means right now. Like it could mean bad things and it could just mean transitional things. Wyatt Davis, third round pick. From Ohio State, who we all thought had a really good chance, I think, I think we all thought this, correct me if I'm wrong, to be the opening day right guard. Wyatt Davis is not with the first team. Wyatt Davis is not with the second team. Wyatt Davis is behind Ole Udo and Dakota Dozier with the third team. What do we think that means? I don't like it. Well, I, I see. I see Declan's reaction there, but there, if, if he's if he's good enough to be in the mix for starting right guard, he would be. So yeah. it means that he's not. And that's fine. He's a third-round pick. Maybe people just pumped his tires a little bit too much in the lead-up to the draft. It doesn't mean that he's not eventually going to be a starting caliber offensive lineman. But right now it means that maybe he's behind. And this goes into on Mackie and Judd on statements today. I told you guys, let's give Ole Udo a chance. I'm saying it just as much for me. Like I've, And I stand by the things that I've said in terms of you're going into a win-now season, and at right guard, you're literally putting Samia and Dozier in a competition, two of the worst offensive linemen last year in all of football, Correct. with a guy in Ole Udo who has played a few snaps in the NFL, but only 34, most of them in Week 17 of 2019, and all of them at right tackle. So it's a completely – I mean, this is like biting off a lot for Ole Udo here to just be a 17-game starter at right guard yep. in the NFL. Um, but I think, I mean, if, if you look at, and I did the deep dive into the scouting reports this weekend, um, just to find out more, if this is going to be the starting right guard, what, you know, what's he good at? What's he not? The things that scouting reports criticize him for are mostly right tackle related things, not being nimble enough or quick enough on the edge against great edge rushers. So you move him inside, maybe some of those things are alleviated, but, um, I, I mean, I'm sort of like, I'm sort of past why isn't Wyatt Davis in the mix? Like, well, do you think that they would? They'd probably put him in the mix if they thought that he could help solve a problem. Right. That's, you know, that's a big one for the Vikings right now, and he's not. He's just not good enough or ready yet. So, so. I, I guess my question off of that point is this: Were we all over our skis a bit there, or is Wyatt Davis not as good as they expected? And I don't don't know. The only thing that leads me to believe that the latter might come into play here is. Ole Udo was moved to guard right before camp started, so clearly mm-hmm. they got they got j- jittery about this. Like I, it's almost like the plan was to have Davis compete with Dozier, and then they're like, "This isn't going to work out very well." And so, so be, because 
with the first team, so the first team reps that the Vikings started to take on Saturday, Udo was the right guard. And now Dakota Dozier rotated in and took first team snaps too. So this competition's not done yet. The point being, though, is that they have basically convinced themselves in the span of two weeks, if that, that Ole can move from tackle to guard to now potentially be the starting guard. So it's just, you know, another thing here, too, is like it's we've kind of cautioned the entire offseason just because you drafted a guy in the first round and the third round doesn't mean that like, boom, they're going to be the best version of themselves in the NFL week one, ready to rock and roll. And we've always kind of been saying, yeah, it's great that you're fixing the defense and you're here's a Dalvin Tomlinson contract and a Pat Peterson contract. But like, boy, you know, are you sure about having potentially two rookies or Dakota Dozier back at one of these positions, you know, along the offensive line? And I think my biggest takeaway here is when you look back, going back to the league year opening up in March and free agency, the Vikings were never all that serious about fixing their offensive line. And you compare to, like, the Chiefs, for instance. I mean, the uh, NFL Network was live at Chiefs camp this morning, and they were doing a deep dive into their offensive line overhaul this offseason. They traded a first-round pick for Orlando Brown Jr. Mm-hmm. They spent $17 million a year on a huge contract for Joe Tooney that they made room for by restructuring the contract of their starting quarterback to go from, like, $35 million in cap hit to $7 million for Pat Mahomes. And then they signed a new starting center in Austin Blythe, and that was only like a $1 or $2 million contract. But they said, uh-uh, we're not doing that again. What, that thing that happened in the Super Bowl, we're putting an end to that. We're going to get the Rammers best left guard of the starting. free agents. No, yep. we're going to we're gonna get one of the best left tackle options in the trade market, yep. and then we're going to get the best left guard option in free agency. That is taking your offensive line seriously. The Vikings were kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get this uh, Wyatt Davis. He's a good value pick in the third round, and okay, we'll get rid of a league average left tackle and cross our fingers that a rookie can step in off an injury in Christian Derrissaw and be ready to rock. And it's like, in week one, it's kind of looking like Rashad Hill is going to be your left tackle and your yep. right guard is going to have either zero experience or be Samia or Dozier. Yep. <laughs> so, and Rashad Hill cross has, your fingers. has been here a long time. He knows the system. He's a good backup. He can play left or right tackle, but he in no way should ever be your starting left tackle. He should not start. He is a good guy to have if a guy gets hurt. He is not. There's no way that they sat down in March and said, Rashad Hill, we're comfortable. Zero chance. So, wide receiver depth chart. So, on Saturday, Jefferson sat out with the sprained AC joint in his shoulder. Thielen sat out because he got shaken up late in, in Friday's practice, but declined to say what's wrong, and it does not appear to be serious. And D.D. Westbrook continues to sit because of an ACL that I think he tore the ACL last October with the Jaguars, and he has returned some punts in practice, but that's it. So he is not taking part in team drills, and, and he really is not taking part in receiver drills, per se. So... Here is here was your first team wide receiver class going three deep Saturday. KJ Osborne won. All right. I'm comfortable with that. He's looked great so far. Uh, He's De- the odds on Mr. Mankato favorite. Mm-hmm. Declan's not going to like what I say next. Because the second one Don't you dare. was Chad Beebe. Why is this still a thing? And the third one was Iowa draft pick Amir Smith Marset. All Trust three, all three got time with the first team Saturday 
Kirk didn't look good. It might have been partially because of that. But your so next D. three D. Westbrook up, is just not. Is he just not healthy enough to be doing? I don't this? think so. No, he's happening? not. He's not, and he's not doing a thing. And I don't know when he he is. Right now, I think there's a very good chance that KJ Osborne is going to be your third receiver September 12th against the Bengals. Listen, I'm I'm kind of excited about what the Vikings have behind Jefferson and Thielen. Um, Smith Marset upside. I think when D.D. Westbrook gets back in, when he's whenever that is, you know, he could be the third option. And then um, KJ Osborne. I mean, I, I think his stock has fallen just because he wasn't nearly as good as a returner as everyone kind of thought he was going to be last year. But um, he's showing himself in camp. So they've they've got a nice little set of like five or six guys. And then Chad Beebe, we'll see what happens. He's there. not that bad, but, Declan. He's got the bloodlines. I don't know why he's Dad not that bad. This is his fourth season. Are we are, are we going to do this yeah. or not, Chad? What are we doing here? We are. We are going to do what it. What are we doing? We're doing it again. We're it's, running it's, it back. It's the fourth time we're hearing about the Chad BB saga. For God's sakes, just someone else take the job. <laughs> Declan, you get so Your mad level of angst about weird is so things. disproportionate to like no one else is talking about Chad BB except you. Except for me. And you're so <laughs> mad about it. Like he I just don't get he's it. He's not great, but I'm, he can fill a role. He's not going to He's a guy. Yeah. He's a guy on a roster. Yeah, he's whatever. It's fine. Congrats. Football. It's fine. All right. Defensive side of the football, everyone is saying right defensive end. Who starts? Who's the backup? Daniil Hunter will play left and right side, so he, he will switch, which is going to be a positive uh, in not allowing opposing teams to know where he's going to be lined up. Steven Weatherly, though, from what I saw Saturday, you're uncontested starter. Like, it's not a competition. Okay. DJ Wanham who had, I believe it was a 31-yard uh, return of a of a pick that he had um, from Jake Browning, second team. Now, this does not mean that, that these two won't certainly both play with the first team, but I think the starter, at least September 12th, against Cincinnati is going to be Weatherly. Want him as the backup. Not going to be absolutely shocked if that has a potential to begin to change, though. As the season progresses, yeah. So yeah, I think you know Weatherly is the safe option. It, I, I think it would make sense if you just feel like we just need a professional who's played, you know, whatever a thousand, two thousand snaps in his NFL career. We're just looking for someone that knows how to play, that's reliable, that can be relatively healthy, and then from there, if you decide that Wanham or one of the rookies that you drafted um, is just up to speed and has more upside. I think it feels like Weatherly is a good little placeholder for the first. That's how, yeah. you know, week one, week two, week three, and then we'll kind of see. I don't think there's any. Now, maybe there's another level to his game. He's not, he's, he's still in his prime. Like he's 26, 27 years old. Um, but I just feel like, you know, you're not, you're not unleashing a 12 or 15 sack. Guy it's Strahan. What are you talking a, about, you know, Phil? Top 10 pressure. Michael Strahan, guy. okay. So, but then again, like, could could Stephen Weatherly reap benefits similar to the way Ray Edwards did ten years ago, where you've got Hall of Fame edge rusher on the other side, and then two absolute monsters in the middle taking up space, and then you just sort of get yours because the attention has to be paid to those other three guys. So I, I could see whether it's Weatherly or somebody else sort of feasting just because they get a one on one matchup that's more favorable. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Okay, football cornerbacks. I think I got your starters. Pat P, no surprise. Mackenzie Alexander is going to be the inside guy in the nickel, almost certainly. 
But the competition is actually Bashad Breeland and Cam Dantzler for the other outside corner spot opposite uh, Patrick Peterson. Bashad Breeland is going to start. Bashad okay. Breeland and uh, tell him to stop injuring Justin Jefferson yeah. in practice. <laughs> I and will. Maybe I'll be on board with that. So, so maybe just maybe just stay about seven feet away, social distance yourself from well, Justin Jefferson. Well, there's just Jefferson no reason practice, to hit please. Justin. You know what? Don't impress me by making a play. Like he'll get hit an- enough once the season starts. Don't try and impress me, man. I don't need you to see. I don't need you to be so close that he falls on his bleeping shoulder and gets hurt. Um, second team corners are Dantzler and Alexander. Third team, and this is a good thing, Harrison Hand and our special teams buddy, Chris Boyd. So mm-hmm. so I think the corners now are logically following where they probably should. A year ago, they were not. That's a yep. step in the right direction. Too many, yeah, too many guys way too high up on the depth chart last year. Um, speaking of great positional races... I've got some great actual races for you guys to check out at Brainerd International Raceway. I like it. The NHRA Lucas Oil Nationals are coming to town this upcoming August 18th to the 22nd, I should say, at Brainerd International Raceway. And uh, every ticket comes with a pit pass so fans can meet with racers and watch them up close at nearly 330 miles per hour, almost as fast as Justin Jefferson when lined up one-on-one against Bashad Breland in Vikings practice. Uh, there's something for everyone, and you can check out ticket and camping packages at BIRMN.com. BIRMN.com. Football. Do you want some more? We want some more. I got more. a couple more. We want some more. You want some more, Declan? Yeah, I'll give more. Give more. We want some more. Football. Phil's far more Fourth excited quarter. than you are. Fourth quarter. Yep. Yep. Play four. We got to play four quarters. Linebacker. The third linebacker right now appears to be. Free agent signing Nick Vigil. So it's Barr, Kendricks, Vigil. Barr did not practice, and this is a little bit mysterious. So he had a Veterans Day off last week on Wednesday. Came back and practiced in full on Thursday. So, okay, cool. That's fine. Disappeared completely Friday and Saturday. Didn't see him on the sideline. Didn't see him at, at all. Don't know what's wrong. And the linebacker who bumped up from the second team then to take his place... Ryan Conley, who I believe is from Eden Prairie. So yeah. the three the three guys that they used in the base defense on Saturday with the first team were Conley, Kendricks, Vigil. Sounds like a country okay. band. It does, doesn't it? Bar, Kendricks, Vigil. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really does. And Conley does, too. Mm-hmm. Conley sounds like one. Yeah. All right. It's- Dynamite analysis by us, right there. Oh, it's fantastic! Right. That's why you come. You that. That's why Surly is paying the big bucks. Football. Be like, yeah, sounds exactly like a country band. Um, punt returns, punt oh, yeah. returns minus D.D. Westbrook, because we all recall that the Vikings had about five yards in total punt returns last season. Cool. Back yeah, not far off. Back at another for another stab at it. K.J. Osborne, who by the way I think might be more comfortable now. Like I like K.J. Osborne. He looked, how can I put this, uptight all of last year. He's a rookie. The pressure's getting to him. I think that's going to change. Um, and Amir Abdullah, assuming he makes the team. So, so okay. And so Westbrook will K- eventually, but I don't know when. So part of the reason they signed D.D. Westbrook was because they were a little bit eh, on on K.J. Osborne, right? That, yes. Oh, man, maybe he just wasn't the player. This could change. Of, is Osborne just going to reclaim both of these spots on the wide receiver sort of depth chart and the return jobs. I mean, 
What what sort of a let's say KJ Osborne just checks those boxes after watching him for training camp a month in training camp, you know would they yeah did they guarantee D.D. Westbrook's contract is he is he just on the team I think he's done no I think what? I think without checking it out right now I believe he just signed a contract but I don't think it's guaranteed till week one so yes yeah. you could I be think right. they should keep him because I think yeah. if he can get back to where he was before the injury then obviously you would take that Football. player what's left. More questions? No, I think that's, that's, that's a great trip. Like that? no, well, I think the quarterback question would be, It's is there any way Kellen Mond can overtake Jake Browning as the backup quarterback? Still not point? back. I know. That's my point. Like, and he's, I counted he's it. Have... So he, he went out a week ago Saturday. Ten days is tomorrow. Is that right? Tuesday? Ten days? And and that's if he tests, po- or if he tests negative, I believe, twice. And so, so according to what the Vikings said last week, he was sick. So we, we don't know when he returns. So I think this is done. Cousins, Browning, Mond. And so they'll just roster three quarterbacks, right? Yes. And then Mond will just be sort of the practice squad. Not the practice squad, but like the scout team third string guy. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, is there? there's no way that they would... He's on the roster, right? They're not just going to be bored with a third-round pick. No, no, hell like, no, no, no. Mine's okay, on the roster. <laughs> My, no, 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 no. He's the third I mean, You never know. You never know. But, but I mean, yeah, he was, he, you know, when when camp started, before he got sick, I thought, could he compete to be the backup? And I thought, probably not, right? Like, odds were no. Now, that's gone. He is going to be the third guy. He is not going to play. He's going to to have a spot on the fifty three with zero responsibility beyond basically trying to learn. That's it. Interesting. So that is Judd Zolgads, and you can find the full depth chart on scorenorth.com as Judd sees it, and uh, follow his video coverage on Scornorth Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Cheers to you, Facebook boys. as well. We're going to get to uh, a new Monday Judd segment here in a second, but boys. I found this story this morning. Football. It is the most football-y football story I've seen all camp and maybe even all year so far. And I think it's, I think this has been an issue for the Vikings at times as well. And this story is presented by Chill Boys and ChillBoys.com, the most comfortable boxers and boxer briefs the three of us have ever worn. And you'll find out why this article is sponsored by Chill Boys when I read it to you. 49ers quarterbacks are working through Alex Mack sweat issue, Kyle Shanahan says. Oh, no. The quarterback center exchange usually goes unnoticed until there's an issue. And two weeks into 49ers camp, there appears to be a problem. It's not that offseason acquisition Alex Mack is having timing issues with Jimmy G. It's that the 35-year-old Mack is sweating too much. Oh, my God. Yes. He's perspiring too much. As NBC Sports Bay Area's Jennifer Lee Chan pointed out on Saturday, (laughs) Alex Mack started to tuck a towel inside his pants on the backside to combat sweat that's making it hard for Garoppolo to grip the football. The issue has become so noticeable that Kyle Shanahan, (laughs) who coached Mack in 2014 with the Browns and with the Falcons in 2016, was asked about it after practice on Sunday and admitted the veteran center has always dealt with this issue. Quote from Shanahan, 
Yeah. Yeah, he works hard out there and has a little bit of a sweating issue. We need a beach towel. The quarterbacks are working through that. Well, maybe he should try Chill Boys bamboo fabric. Yes. Keep everything nice, cool, calm, and collected and dry during these sweltering training camp months. Chillboys.com if you want to find out what's all the rage with our Purple Daily audience. As an old guy who sweats himself, I can tell you right now, chill mm-hmm. boys at training camp, absolutely huge. Huge, because it's so nice and cool, Declan. Yeah, as as someone who is now, you know, knocking on the door of being 30 here in, in a year and a half, I just I just now sweat, finally. I finally became a man. It just took 28 years, <laughs> and I, I, I just sweat for no reason. Yeah. Um, with limited activity. And if I can have a nice pair of chill boys underneath there, with whether that's the bamboo or the performance brand, which I have on right now, uh, that that will make life a lot easier. So, Chill Boys, the bamboo, check them out. The bamboo, man. I love the bamboo so much. Chillboys.com. So, so uh, apparently, apparently yeah. Matt Ryan used to have Alex Mack change his pants after every quarter. But, quote, it doesn't stay dry too long. It's part of football, Shanahan said. So, wait, describe to me. <laughs> go back and describe. So, Alex Mack is putting a towel down his pants. Uh, on yeah, his like, backside, like on the, like the backside, to yeah. try and like serve as a sweat diaper. That is correct. D- that is accurate. Yes. 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 <laughs> there's not. There's not something he could like. There's not some sort of like. De- couldn't you wear Depends or something? Oh Wouldn't Depends help? He should call. Ch- he should call Chill, chill boys. boys. He should call Chill <laughs> Boys. They could probably design <laughs> something for him. I'm. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I know. Like, I know. It's baby amazing. powder. Uh, no, but you would start to sweat sure again. Okay. I'm sure he's tried these things. That is, um, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, He's a good center, so, uh, too. The Meadows at Mystic Lake has modified its golf policies to follow the COVID-19 public health recommendations and welcomes you to play this award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic golf experience. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is a full-service golfing destination, enhanced by nearby food and entertainment, including the Meadows Bar and Grill and Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. It's never too early to book a tea time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by Shakopee Midwakanton Sioux Community. Anyways, let's debut a new Monday segment here <laughs> called Surly, You Must Be Furious with Judd Zolgad, where every Monday, Judd, who likes to, you know, some people call Judd negative. I think he's been Mr. Positive compared to Declan and I the last couple of weeks. But something that is stuck in your craw, a chance for you to vent about something Vikings related here. Surly, you must be furious. Okay, so yesterday, Hall of Fame induction class of 2021, okay? First guy inducted that I watched on the telecast, a former Dallas Cowboy by the name of Drew Pearson. And, of course, they talked about Drew Pearson's career. And it's a, you know, it's a fantastic career. And they went through the litany of highlights Roger of those great, those great Cowboy teams. Staubach to Pearson. And they saved, I think, for one of the last clips, the, the dubbed by Staubach himself, Hail Mary Pass at Met Stadium 1975 playoffs against Nate Wright and the Vikings. And they gave you a highlight clip of that play, gents, that was pretty damn good. Like it looked look, like you could. It was, I think, from the field. You could see all the machinations of what was going on. And I'm going to tell you right now, I am not a homer. I often hate when fans complain about the referees cost us the game. It's not fair. That's not true. Everybody thinks that. But when I watch that play again, 
if you watch Drew Pearson sort of subtly, but very obviously, take his hand and swipe Nate Wright out of the way right before he caught the ball, and the flag is thrown. The flag, gentlemen, is thrown, and you're thinking, O-P-I, right? They call Nate Wright, who basically was more a victim than anything, they call him for defensive pass interference on a play in which Drew Pearson catches the ball, goes into the end zone, and according to many who know Vikings history going back to then, and the opportunity for what might have been their best team in the 70s, and by the way, four of them went to Super Bowls, and the opportunity for them to go to the Super Bowl. That, That is why Surly, I must be furious. BS I am call. furious. I am furious. And don't call me Surly mm-hmm. if anyone has watched uh, the greatest comedy of all time, Airplane. So this was widely regarded as, I think, this and the 98 team. Like the what could have been Viking seasons, right? The 1975 Vikings. So they finished 12-2 and two in the regular season. They only played 14 games back then in the regular season. The average score of a Vikings game that year was Vikings 27, opponents 12. <laughs> yeah. They held opponents to 12 points a game, the Purple, Purple People. People Eaters. I mean, this yeah. was like the peak of the Purple People Eaters. Mm-hmm. And they went to at least one Super Bowl after 1975, maybe two of them. Can't remember the timeline. So, and this is the, the MVP that season was Fran Tarkenton. I mean, this was like everything coming together for the Vikings. The defense was amazing. The NFL MVP was Fran Tarkenton. They're playing a home playoff game. I think they might have had home field throughout the playoffs too. Uh, the Rams also finished twelve and two, and for and and of course, like you know, were there other things in that game that they could have died on? I'd never watched the full game before. Well, yeah, they were come down to that one play, but yeah. it was a miracle hail mary finish. Yes, to end that game, and um, yeah, the way that it, like if here's the thing: if Pearson doesn't catch that hail mary, mm-hmm. that iconic play for the Cowboys, who? Um, went on to go to the Super Bowl and lost to the Steelers that year. Mm-hmm. So it helped propel them to a Super Bowl game. Does he get in the Hall of Fame without that play? Because I don't think he does. No, because he, he, he was so wait. borderline for 30 yes. years, right? No, he does not. He does not. And that play, but the thing that drives me crazy about that play in particular, it's 1975. They didn't call anything back then. Like yeah. that's that, and, and it went both ways. And the receiver shoved him. He basically took him and and tossed him aside, okay? Now, it's not a fall-down obvious penalty, but if you're watching that, if you're the official, you see that. Um, But the fact that it's just such a bad call. It's such a lousy call. And the flag coming out was like, oh, okay, they saw it. And it's like they got the Vikings defender. It's ridiculous. So anyway... So, yeah, so Drew Pearson, I was thinking the whole time, I'm like, right, hey, that's a great speech, man. Congratulations. Love speech. that your family's here. You pushed off, buddy. Oh, he you pushed off. He did. Um, your entire career and your entire, your entire, your bust, your gold jacket, it's all built on a fraudulent yep. play. A fraudulent play that the National Football League still to this day celebrates. Uh, one quick thing, too. Um, Hall of Fame speeches, okay? I like limiting the majority of people. Ray Lewis went for 33 minutes, and they said, no more. I get all that, okay? But when Peyton Manning goes into the Hall of Fame, 
and he's one of the greatest players of all time. Let's not hold those guys to the same standard as everybody else. You know what? I got to say. Let's give Peyton a little more time. I am pro Peyton Manning. Declan hates him. I am also pro 10 to 12 minute time limit on these. It was eight minutes though. Give give Peyton 12. It was three minutes of stand-up comedy. I want more. It was was three minutes of of reflection. He was talking so fast because he knew he had no time. It was great. I, he was very you nervous beforehand, too. You could tell he was, yeah, he was well, sort of muttering just, to himself. Let's and draw lines. Up. You are a Hall of Fame player, but you weren't that good. Eight minutes for you. You Drew were Pearson. awesome. Yeah, dude, it took you 30 years yeah. and you pushed off. You we'll were, give you four minutes. Yeah, exactly right. You were awesome. <laughs> 15 for you. I'm just suggesting it. Tom Brady's going to get eight minutes? Yeah. No, I'm. Uh, I, I hear you. Come on, but come on. I think he, he could have stretched it to ten or twelve. They weren't going to play the music and like lower the microphone. He certainly thought he's they were Tom going Brady. to. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Or he's Peyton Man. What did I say? Tom Brady's yeah, Peyton. He's Man. Peyton. Yeah. But I'm just. I'm just saying. You know what? Eli, if he goes in, eight minutes. Who's the next Vikings player? So Steve Hutchinson went in. Jared Allen. Cheers to Steve Hutchinson. That's a good question. I have to look. Yeah. Well, Jared, Jared was a finalist, right? So he's yeah. not going to Yeah, yeah he'll, he'll probably go in. Jared will. Jared will probably Antoine go in. Did Antoine Winfield get anything? I don't, uh, I don't think no. take a, it I don't think he's a Hall of Fame player. Yeah. He's great. I, I loved him, but Ball I don't think good, he's a. Yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to think of anyone else from that era. I mean, Kevin Williams probably nope. won't get in. He won't get in. Not glamorous. He was enough, close, so but today. not good enough. So it's Jared Allen and then Justin Jefferson. Yeah, who's the next slam dunk? Viking. Well, Ste- Stefan Diggs might actually have a actually, chance. Actually, you know who it is? A lot of his numbers are Buffalo. AP. Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For he's sure. a slam dunk. But he's still, I mean, he's not on a roster right now, but, you know. What's he doing? He'd, he'd like to. What's he doing? Come on, man. Maybe Matt Burke. Is Burke a Hall of Famer? Uh, I, think, I think he would have been in. Wouldn't he have That's gotten true. more love by now? Yeah, his, his speech might be too much for them to handle anyway. Yeah. I think he would have a lot to say that goes beyond eight yeah. to ten minutes. Which, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll get there when we get there. But that's a wrap on today's episode of Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Uh, tomorrow, we're back at it again. Judd's going to be uh, providing daily training camp updates. The Vikings have their first preseason game this upcoming weekend. So uh, a lot to get to. And uh, thanks for supporting our sponsors, whether it's Surly, the Furious that you're drinking. Mm-hmm. We're just going to replace Judd's head with a can yep. of Surly Furious, actually. That's what's going to You know happen. what? It's great. It might, gonna, be attra- head, uh, it might be more attractive. It might be more attractive. Transplant. It might be more attractive. <laughs> Hello, guys. What's going on? <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Purple Daily. We'll see you guys tomorrow.